0: This world would be a much better place if everyone offered and received unconditional love and acceptance. Um, unconditional. Think of that word. It means there are no conditions where our love or acceptance would be would stop. Your
1: life, your journey starts now. We are back today with another podcast talking with uh, Terry. Hello, Terry. Hi. Terry is a uh, licensed counselor. She talks with people all day about tough, heavy topics. Uh, I can only imagine. (laughs) Person after person, heavy topic after heavy topic. I mean, it's got to get a little heavy, doesn't it? It
0: can sometimes.
1: (laughs) But you know, have to know how to kind of come alongside people and, and work through those heavy topics.
0: Yeah, and I think the, the conversation today I was hoping is that, you know, it's not just for counselors to have to deal with heavy topics. Everybody seems to. A lot of what I see sometimes in the I see in the office is um, people will come in and say, hey, I, you know, we've got to go to Christmas, and Uncle Joe is going to be there, and he no, is no, going to talk Joe, about, no. I just know he's going to talk about, and then everybody's <laughs> going to be angry. And, and so these things happen, I mean, as we go into uh, as we go into the holidays, this is going to be on the, on the minds of a lot of people.
1: So, yeah, it's great to actually have you in here, Terry, and get you out of the counseling office, because there's so many of us that need to uh, just, you know, relate to these heavy topics and how to handle those. Sure. So Yeah. So why is it so difficult to talk about things like politics and, and these kind of uh, subjects that are just tough uh, with people that hold a different view than we hold?
0: Well, I think part of it is that whenever, whatever perspective we hold on a topic or issue, we've usually gotten from some specific vantage point, and we come to a conclusion in our own mind about what's whether something is right, wrong, good, bad, and what should be done about it. At this point, once we've made that conclusion, we've kind of locked it in. Um, what we come to, what we have come to, makes sense to us and from our worldview and how the world works. Um, when we meet someone with an opposite perspective, we're left with some choices, um, depending on the importance of the issue and how strongly we take a stand, we can listen to their rationale and maybe possibly accept their perspective as being right. We can agree to disagree and say no. This is this is my opinion. This is your position. I accept. You know, kind of respectfully disagree. Um, or we can attempt to change their perspective to match our own by like firing out some uh, all of our own rationale at us, which tends to be the perspective, the, the direction most <laughs> people go.
1: <laughs> kind of like machine gun uh, arguing, right? It's like shoot out these topics, shoot out these comments, shoot them out as fast as you can if you shoot off enough ideas fast enough maybe you'll win
0: well i think it's i think it's um yeah it's that feeling that i have to i have come to the most important decision on this and if everybody else knew the rationale that i came to they would believe the same way i believe i think that's the the mindset at a lot of at the heart of this um it's also what leads to those toxic family feuds around the holidays
1: well we did a podcast earlier that talked about just understanding that uh You know, people are going to be different. We're all different. We're all made differently, but to look at those things that we have in common those similarities and that that really helps kick off these conversations doesn't it well
0: and i think it's important to go back if you haven't listened to the last podcast that we did on um, relating to people who are different from us i think there's a lot of good points in there that i don't want to bring up here again um, so if you get a chance to go back and listen to that one
1: so what can we do that'll make it easier to relate to others who do hold different positions and values because that's going to be a lot of people right we're not all clones of each other so So when we decide, hey, it's important to have a conversation, which is probably a good point to decide not at the holiday dinner with everybody around the table, maybe to start that. So maybe you want to have coffee with the person and say, hey, let's talk about this and such. Uh, How do we how do we do that then?
0: Well, I think I think first of all, we have to realize that um, we want to do it in such a way that we're not um, we're not setting off the danger signals in their heads. And when somebody comes at me or comes at you and says, you're wrong about this subject, or at least has that, they may not say those actual words, but their mannerisms and their, their perspective, you know, it's like, you need to look at this. Anytime somebody uses the word need, <laughs> you need to do something, we're basically saying that they're wrong. And that's the that's really likely to set off alarm signals in someone's head because
1: so need the word need well is that's one part of it. kind of get out of the vocabulary for yeah. this kind of discussion because
0: if you come up to somebody and say hey you need to look at it this way.
1: Right, um, you're
0: right. going to set off their alarm signals. When those danger signals go are activated, um, immense becoming defensive is an immediate response. It's not something they necessarily feel like they choose. It just
1: happens. Right, right. What else then is sort of a a, a thing that is, is a because you got to have this mindset. You got to have the kind of this roadmap when you're going into these conversations, right? So what's the the next thing that's important?
0: Well, I think once you, I, I I still want to go back to that part about the defensiveness because what happens when we get somebody defensive when we d- say or do something that the other person is defensive about is logic and reasoning skills go off the window right and um emo- our emotions running the show emotion is really um the motion center of our brain is now responding to that those def- those warning signals um, at that point a smaller uh, the smartest next step is to just stop talking <laughs> just to, just to let that, that let that subject rest at that point and tell everybody is kind of calmer and then come back to it if you if you feel like it's safe Um, and then uh, from that point on I would say first of all don't argue arguing just sets off those alarm signals
1: right and that may involve just taking a pause right hitting that pause button stepping away from the conversation yeah is that correct absolutely because you don't have to solve the world's problems in in one luncheon Right. right then
0: when you come back together again the first thing I would say is and listen and and I guess when I what'd you
1: say? <laughs>
0: what did I say? <laughs> did you hear me?
1: I said listen. Oh, listen. Okay, I got you.
0: And and what I mean is really listen with curiosity and openness to what um what the, to try to understand what the other person is coming from. You want to really listen to their perspective. You want to listen to their heart. And that's a really hard thing to do if we're busy with our in our own head thinking of the next thing we want to say or the next argument we want to say. It's really really important to try to listen without focusing cuz our brains can only do one thing at a time. Right. They can either listen or they can focus on what's in your head that you want to say next. They can't do both.
1: Well, and it's really easy for people like me who have a little bit of that on the high energy perspective who have some specific thoughts in their head to say, "Oh, I just really want to get this out. I really want to get right. this out." And it's hard. It. I mean, it really is that Okay, take a breath and just understand that that other person has some thoughts they want to get out, too. And it really is some intentional uh, discipline. I mean, it's almost like athletics in a way. I mean, if you're going to run a race, you don't just absolutely run the race and, and, you know, you you have to do some training. So this is really maybe a bit of a listening training. In
0: a way. Absolutely. It, the more you can do to train yourself to listen, the better, even when you're watching TV, if you're all alone and you're watching TV, just focus on your listening skills. Mm-hmm. What are they really saying? A lot of times we're watching TV and we're multitasking at the same time, but really listen to, and try to hear the heart of the speaker if you can. So,
1: so a question then, and, and again, not to pull this into the counseling office too much because we, we would love to with, uh, journey, uh, and I say this kiddingly, but close down counseling offices, right? Because people are so healthy and the communication is so good, they don't even need counselors, right?
0: Yeah, careful with that. I know. There's (laughs) other issues in
1: people's lives, right? That they they are, we love counselors. But uh, yeah, it's just to do this in a way that is uh, healthy and sort of consistent, uh, you know, there's just really... Again, it just goes back to being intentional about it, doesn't it?
0: It really does. And I think what's happening in our society is we're losing our ability to listen with our hearts. Um, we have so much noise out there. We have information available in so many different directions. Um, it, not even at our fingertips. We don't even have to type anymore to get information off the Internet. All we have to do is say, hey, Siri or Alexa, and we're linked into this virtual world of, of of so much information.
1: So, so just real quick. Of the people that come into your office, uh, what percentage would you say are really listening to each other? They're really sitting down. They've had good conversations. They're walking in, and they are good listeners.
0: Yeah, that would that would be pretty low. <laughs> of course, you know, it's I think what it is, is um, when I get couples who come in, by the time they make it to a counseling office, typically they have had years of arguing, yelling back and forth. And when you get into that pattern of um, talking over each other, yelling over each other. What you, what's happening is neither one of you is listening and both of you are just trying really hard to be heard and understood and yet the other person's not listening. And so what I one of the first things I really do is I listen to people. I try to understand their perspective and their heart in the matter and then I make sure the other person's heard that. Um, it makes a difference when you hear the heart of the other person. Instead of now arguing over the little things, I mean, you can, you, you can have people who come in and argue over who squeezes the toothpaste tube in the middle, yeah. um, who leaves their, their dirty socks on the floor, those kind of things. It's really not about those things. It's about what does that mean to, about them and to them, and how does that make them feel?
1: Well, and it's so important. I had a really, uh, you know, uh, it, it was a tough conversation. I mean, on, on the on the uh, level of tough, I don't think it was a 10, but it was probably a 7 of a heavy sort of topic kind of conversation with somebody last week and after we got done the response that i got was hey just thanks for listening and Mm, and hearing what i had to say so and it was a two-hour deal you know i thought it'd be 20 minutes you know we talked for two hours so right uh, kind of moving along so you said you know don't argue listen anything else there in terms of what we need to do yeah
0: i think the third thing would be to apologize um, and that's a hard thing to do in our society. It, people feel like apologizing is weak. If I apologize, that means I've done something wrong. Well, yeah, you have. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> own your own mistakes. Recognize that your view of the subject may not cover all possibilities and own your things. And if 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 maybe you don't feel like you, sh- you know, maybe you were angry, for you had a right to be angry, apologize for the way you treated the other person when you were angry. And mm-hmm. just say, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I was angry, but I shouldn't have said these things or done these things. Own your pieces of whatever it is.
1: Right, right. Well, and I think there, and, and tell me if, if this is close, uh, it seems like a lot of times apologizing is hard because it's sort of like, well, we don't think... You know, it's like we ran the car into the garage door kind of level sure. of a hurt. I mean, it could be simply, hey, I was watching the game, I was really focused. It was the last quarter, I was really focused on this, and I just didn't, I ignored, you know, my spouse or whatever it might be. You know, the person thinks, hey, that's like a, a just a little, little tiny thing. But, Are you
0: talking from experience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's still important to apologize because to that other person, even though it seemed like a little thing. To the one person, it could have been a bigger thing to that other person. So apologies don't have to be for running cars into garages. Right. It can be for little things, uh, and but a true apology too. Sure, right.
0: Well, and when we do those things, and we also look back at what we talked about before about the worldviews and accepting things that are different from us, we can become better at showing unconditional love and acceptance. And I think those are key. Those are that's a key thing right there. Unconditional love and acceptance is right. is something you don't hear a lot about.
1: Right, right, exactly. And that's really undergirding this whole thing. I mean, that's really at the core of all this. It's like, you know, why do we even want to bother? Because this is tough, right? It's a lot easier to stay different, to not handle the heavy topics. Uh, It's just a lot easier to uh, keep things shallow. Sure. Uh, So this really goes to the point of, well, why would we want to do these kinds of things? And it's really all about... (laughs)
0: Well, I think it, it, co- it comes back to the fact that um, when you think about something like unconditional love and acceptance, um, those words, uh, love and I, even acceptance, are both um, feeling words, but they're also action words. And so, I think what happens a lot of times is we may love our spouse, we, and we may we may you know that right. th- th- have. That, that kind of a feeling from, but are we showing love? Are we give? Are we doing something to show that love to the other person? Um, unconditional love and acceptance starts from the mindset that the person you meet has intrinsic value and worth. Um, by intrinsic, I mean just that there's nothing they can do or say um, that will either make you love them or take that away. They're just there's their person, the value.
1: Right, right, and so and but why is it so hard? You know what what gets in the way of just showing this unconditional love to people?
0: Well, I think one of the things that gets in the way probably mostly is fears. Um, We have fear of the unknown, fear of being seen as condoning what we have identified as being bad or wrong and work to get rid of in our own lives. Um, Also fear that maybe something that they're doing or their lifestyle will kind of rub off on us a little bit or on our kids.
1: Right. Again, it's that differences, you know, it's it's like, ooh, they're different, or the, we're coming at this subject from a different perspective, and uh, yeah, so the, the fear thing, it seems like fear is one of those things that just kind of permeates a lot of what we do, isn't it?
0: Oh, I think so, and a lot of people are, um, It's fear is one of those words that not only affects us in a lot of different ways, but we deny it, we turn it away, and we don't want to, because we think of fear as weak, and we don't want to be weak, um, you know, it, it, fear, Fear can cause us to look at the other person um, in a certain way, and then we don't want to feel weak, so we do something to compensate for it.
1: Yeah. Well, and and when you talked about apologizing, I think sometimes for me, it's it's always been like, well, if I apologize, yeah, I'm going to kind of be like, come across as weak, or it's just not going to be really that cool of a thing. So yeah, I think it's, again, it's one of those things where are just stepping back and going, you know what? Yeah, I, I can see this wasn't quite... Uh, on track, I just need to say I'm sorry. but And, and just pressing through that fear, that concern, like, oh, I'm going to seem like a, a dweeb because I, well, I messed up, you know? Yeah,
0: I, I think being aware that being... Honest about your weak, not weaknesses. Being honest about your mistakes. Being honest about who you are. What you, you know. What your your growth areas are. I like that word better. Right. Um. But being honest about those things makes us human, not weak. Right. And I think it that being human like that makes us more approachable by other people. So or to other people. So in in effect, I think what's happening is by being more, allowing ourselves to to be human um, makes us makes it easier for others to relate to us.
1: So to wrap this up, why is all this important? Uh, Why is this stuff... Uh, important.
0: Well, I think the short answer is because it, this world would be a much better place if everyone offered and received unconditional love and acceptance. Um, unconditional. Think of that word. It means there are no conditions where our love or acceptance would be would stop. So, for an example, I have three kids. They are not perfect. They have made mistakes, but there is nothing I could imagine them doing where I would no longer love them or accept them as my own child. Um, Larger, longer answer because when we're coaching others, and if you go back to the coaching process, um, and this is one of the things that we talk about in the training for the coaches, um, when we're coaching uh, others, it's important to see them as worthy and having, and as worthy of the same kind of unconditional um, regard. Let me try that sentence again.
1: <laughs> Take two, right? <laughs> hey, hey, this is we can just do this, right? <laughs>
0: when we're coaching others, it's important to see them as being worthy of the same kind of unconditional.
1: <coughs> See, it's a tough word. Oh, it's, a t- <laughs> it's a tough I word. I just, sorry,
0: I just got choked up here. <laughs> Try again.
1: <laughs> Take three.
0: When we're coaching others, it's important to see them as being worthy of the same kind of unconditional regard as we would want to be treated.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it is. It's just, this is just a, so important. And uh, so, yeah, to wrap it up, uh, this is what uh, really coaching is about, and it's one of those things where you just don't hear this podcast, and all of a sudden go out and go, "Okay, got it. I'm going to show unconditional love to people. I'm going to have those tough conversations. I'm going to listen better. I'm going to ask questions better. Uh, you know, I'm really going to learn how to apologize. And boy, it's just going to be like microwave instant kind of a thing. That is not the case, correct? I mean, this takes practice
0: it takes a lot of practice um, and it means we're not perfect practice means we're not perfect we're not so the expectation is that as we practice we'll get better at this
1: Yep. so get out there folks uh try this uh understand that this is a uh, marathon not a sprint that uh, you will move forward you'll reach out to people that you will feel like you're getting stepped on but that's okay again we we love others we move forward we care for them it's uh, not always easy Uh, The coaching piece, Journey Coaching, can help. Uh, We're here to kind of provide some support, some framework, and uh, you can find out more about all those kinds of things uh, on the uh, Journey uh, website, journeycoaching.org. And, uh, again, just resources to help as we all move through life and as we all uh, step out of our uh, comfort zones and to try to love others and to uh, help those conversations that'll really help us to grow deeper. And uh, yeah, it's just some cool stuff. So thanks for being here, Terry. Well,
0: thank you for asking.
1: (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure
0: you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org ba 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 Your life ba 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 Your journey ba 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 Starts now
1: Ba-da-ba-da